Hi, and welcome to the HSP World Podcast. With each episode, we invite a guest with the HSP trait to have a conversation about a burning HSP-related question that they have. We are not coaches or therapists. We are HSPs holding space with you. And I'm one of your hosts, Thomas. And your other hosts are... Robin. And Rain. Welcome back, everybody, for our next episode. Today, uh, we have a guest, Eileen, with us. Welcome, Eileen. Thank you. Good to be here. Thanks for joining us. As uh, usual, I'd, I'd like to ask you if you could share a little bit the story about how you came to find out about your highly sensitive trait. Sure, Robin. So I guess it was probably about 2009 or 2010. I know that there was a book, Highly Sensitive Person, that had come out. And I'm a, a Reiki and energy practitioner. So I've always known I've been pretty sensitive, but maybe hadn't put words to it. And I remember being in a bookstore and seeing that book and it, you know, resonated for me. And so I got it and started reading about it and realized that's who I was. And I guess it validated me. So it was helpful. A, a lot of people I've found who are drawn to healing arts um, also have uh, HSP traits. And mm -hmm. so for the other group members, you know, we, we would talk about it in those terms. And then Fast forward to now, um, you know, during the pandemic, like a lot of people, I felt pretty isolated. And so I went on Facebook looking for an HSP group and had come upon your group and was really happy to connect and to also find out about the podcast. And, and so that's, that's kind of what's brought me here today. So... And I, I do have a question, um, but you, you tell me. If, oh, please, yeah. Let's, sure. Yeah. Let's go right into so, it. Yeah. So, you know, during this time, during this pandemic, I've wondered, because I've struggled too, you know, like what, what are strategies that other HSPs have found useful to just help them to get through it with all the different issues of this complex situation? And then, you know, as we go forward, you know, maybe those strategies, like I think to myself, things that I did initially, I mean, I don't know if they're going to be relevant going forward, but, you know, what else can we do going forward to honor our nature? So that's my question. Thank you. I'm just curious. So you said that there were some things that you had tried out initially that you feel like you wouldn't keep doing going forward uh and it's always nice to know even when something you know doesn't pan out it's nice to know how it worked right sure. what, what what was the result so I, i'm wondering if there's any examples you'd be comfortable sharing yeah, sure absolutely uh, i think my top one and i don't think i'm alone in this mm -hmm. is initially i was watching the news more than i ever had in my life mm -hmm. like every day um and and uh you know watching it on like YouTube or on the regular television um, versus reading it. I used to always just read the news, but so many things were changing so quickly 
Um, mm -hmm. I felt drawn to it, attached to it. And then maybe a month in, so somewhere in like April or something, I realized it's just, I mean, yes, it's information, but you know, every, I feel every piece of media has a, has a spin, you know? And so I, it was too much. I had to shift it, you know? Um, so that's one thing I don't think I would, I've gone back to watching some news and I've gone back to reading more news. So I don't know. That's, that's one example you can think of. Yeah, yeah, thanks. It's a good one. That's a really good observation. I've had to detach from news as well, because mm. otherwise I drive myself crazy. I, I just absorb all this energy that I don't want to absorb. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's negative energy. I think some of it is negative energy, but there's a lot there that I don't want to absorb. And I also remind myself that over the long term, things change slowly. <laughs> There are things that change fast, and that's sort of the impression you get when you watch the news too much, you read the news too much, I, I feel. But then if I go away from it for a week or a month and then come back to it, I find, oh, it's really all the same stuff all the time. Mm. And, and not much has changed. And, and I mean that in the broadest sense. I, you know, obviously, there's a lot that's been changing. There's a lot that has changed with, with this pandemic. So I don't want to minimize that at all. I'm just saying that that in the broad strokes, uh, oftentimes watching the news seems like it's just the same thing over and over again. That's what I meant. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's really astute. Thank you. I appreciate that, Thomas. That's good insight. Yeah, I mean, it, it goes to the more general theme of like balancing how much to be out and how much to be in, right? which is mm -hmm. already a very big question for HSPs even before the pandemic happened, right? We're always kind of asking ourselves, right? How much uh, of the outside world can I handle, right? And I think it just became amplified in this situation. You know, how much news can I take in? How much actual physical exposure to other people can I take in? Um, what's interesting is that we're not alone now. <laughs> I think even people who don't identify as HSP have similar considerations going on. Um, I think I dealt with it. I actually got a, a really good tip from another HSP early on. And she said, you know, all sensitives, no matter how extroverted you are, have an introverted side or have, have a capacity to retreat into their inner world and be, you know, quite entertained there. And so I decided to dig into that and uh it really it gave me quite a bit um i wasn't bored actually um there were two months where i wasn't even working and i wasn't bored because i had a lot a lot of reading and and writing and just random stuff that was always kind of at the back of my mind and now i actually had space and freedom to bring it to the the fore and uh, so i actually kind of enjoyed i enjoyed that i enjoyed not having to think about what I was missing out on. I love that, um, that meme that went by someone saying, who knew you could kill off FOMO by getting rid of Mo? Getting rid of <laughs> missing out by getting rid of missing out, right? And I was like, oh yeah, I actually kind of like this, right? I think a question for me going forward, and I, I don't have an answer uh, to this, I think it's just a negotiation that we each have to make 
continually, but it's how do you balance that very, very real need to be in enough and protected enough and shielded enough without getting isolated in a negative negative way you know so even with the news and i was already who's somebody who really curated my news intake before because as you said Eileen, i always i always felt there was a a spin on things and i just i felt often that i was being manipulated by reading certain certain sensational titles mm-hmm. and you know you want you want to be critical of it but it got to the point where at some point i wasn't following the news at all and i, I did start wondering huh you know what if like things are happening, things are still happening, whether or not I'm reading about them. At some point, I, I started feeling guilty about not not being aware at all, right? So that, like, if you really go extreme with it, that can become a concern. So uh, so there you go. I guess I just added a, a complication, <laughs> not necessarily a resource, but it is something to, to think about. Yeah, I think for me... It's, um, it's, it's, it's more for me like um, continuing on a journey of making friends with uncertainty. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because, it, you know, we, you know, there is, um, I don't know, a sense of uh, calm and um you know that that i get from um you know having certainty about um about things in in my world at least um and it's i think it's just about getting comfortable with uncertainty and I'll, and i say that it's a continue continuation of the journey because um well, to explain it, I'll have to kind of um, go through a bit of a, um, I guess, an understanding of, of why it feels like that for me. So when I was about three or four, I drowned. And at that time, I met what I um, called uh, the light, because that's what it was. <laughs> it, was just, it was a... Um, just an, an amazing, um, I mean, it, it was a consciousness. So there was, you know, there was no faces or anything like that, but it was a consciousness and, a, and an energy. And it was just absolutely amazing. It was everything, you know, everything that's beautiful and wonderful um, about existence, you know, just love and, and, um, patience and understanding and um, uh, power, just creativity, just everything wonderful. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, I wanted to stay. <laughs> of course, I wanted to stay with the light, but uh, that was not to be. So back I came. <laughs> and wow. And then fast forward about um, probably about 25 years and I was on a silent uh, solo nature retreat. And when I was on this retreat, um, so I guess that that first experience was sort of the, the beginning of my relationship with, with, I don't know, with, with what's, 
not known, I guess is the best way I can describe mm. it. Um, and then, so yeah, fast forward 25 years and uh, I was on a silent solo retreat and, and it was sort of given to me, a message was sort of relayed to me that um, I was very, very loved and um, I was doing good according to the light basically. And that um, something difficult was going to be given to me to do in the future. And I, and basically that was kind of it. Um, so that brought up uncertainty in me. <laughs> um, and then fast forward another 10 years and, and basically it was, uh, the light was basically asking me to warn uh, someone of um, about our environment, about what was, you know, that, that there was, this was important and our environment was very important and we needed to be careful type of thing. Um, so I went ahead and, and of course you're always given the, you know, um, or I shouldn't say of course, for me, I was given the opportunity to to either do what the light was asking or not do it. Um, but for me, it was, uh, you know, and, and I didn't necessarily want to because it was difficult and I knew it was going to be difficult, but I did. And, and what that brought up for me, and that went on for about, I don't know, 10 or 12 years. And, and I suppose the the main takeaway for me was that uncertainty is not necessarily a bad thing uncertainty can actually open up um it can it can allow you to open up and look at something from a different perspective um and it was interesting because after you know, after about 10 or 12 years, the light said, okay, you can stop. Like, basically, you don't need to warn this person anymore. And now I want you to write a book about your experience. And I'd never written a book before, but it was like, okay, this is what the light wants me to do, so I'll do it. So I did. And lo and behold, you know, a couple of years later, COVID happens, Right. So uncertainty brought me to the understanding that it's, it's actually a, a really interesting, um, a really interesting thing to make friends with uncertainty because what I did in that time period of that, you know, 10, 12 years was I actually used my senses more. Mm -hmm. And as an HSP, you know, it's funny because the, the Inuit have a hundred or more different ways to describe snow, you know, like there's all these different types of snow and it sort of feels to me like that's the same thing with an HSP and their senses. You know, there's so many different ways that we experience the world and that our senses pick up that we're not even aware uh, that we are. And, and it's funny because before I had gone on, you know, gone ahead and followed what the light wanted me to do, I just sort of took a lot of things for granted and never, you know, uh, 
you know, like the sun will be up tomorrow and this will be how this happens and this will be how that happens. And that's just the way it's going to go, you know? And when I stopped doing that, it became, I suppose, a lot more interesting. And I don't know, it allowed me to tap into my senses more. So instead of listening to the news, I would then, you know, go outside and be like, okay, you know, this is, this is a brand new experience. What am I experiencing? And not having anything that I was trying to conform my experiences to and just accepting what that experience is um, just allows me to be a lot more thankful for uh, all the things that my HSP trade affords me. And that knowing that um, the uncertainty is actually kind of a blessing, you know, because it's like opening up new presents every day, you know, <laughs> not sort of taking anything for granted, you know, and, and utilizing my own senses to gather information um, makes me a lot more thankful for, for them. So it's a bit of a different take on it. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's more about um, appreciating my senses a lot more and understanding that a lot of people don't have them, you know? Mm. They don't necessarily have them to appreciate them. So it's, it's um, yeah, it's something pretty cool. Thank you, Rain. I like what you were saying, and I was writing that you said, like with the news, like watching it is trying to conform, you know, mm -hmm. to another kind of standard. I mean, yeah. on the one hand, it's information, but yeah, there is this sort of imposed view from that channel or that article or whatever you know and mm -hmm. I, like the, I i do i i have been and i continue to practice gratitude so similarly of things that are much greater than myself mm -hmm. during this time i've rekindled my interest in astronomy mm -hmm. and I astronomy group and you know virtually watching the, the meteor and the, you know, just the celestial events um, and, and the, you know, Reiki as well, the universal energy greater than yourself. So I appreciate your story very much. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Eileen. Appreciate that. Hmm. I, I will say that <laughs> being an HSP is something I did find necessary during this last six months and probably will continue is as much as I, I do enjoy opening my senses up in places like nature and for the night sky, um, just day in and day out, the work that I do in the world, I'm a, I'm a helper to many people. Um, I often need to do my own version of a sensory deprivation. Mm. And so 
I love the invention of noise canceling headphones. <laughs> like the, one of the greatest inventions. They are your earbuds, yeah, right. Um, and also an eye pillow, you know, um, and both combined. So I'm laying down, I have the eye pillow, I have the noise blocked out. And then, you know, Reiki, you can gently, you know, place your hands over your heart or your abdomen. And so I just go into a little bubble, not mm. the whole day, right? And not every day, but it's like there are certain days, depending upon what is going on, whether it was the news, whether it was the clients I work with, whatever it was that I was doing, um, it helps to recharge me. It always has, but I was very aware of it this year you know as a as a strategy so mm. do, do you all do you do some version of that where you kind of tune out the stairs um well i suppose it i mean i, I do a daily meditation mm. and i do a daily daydreaming mm. which is part of my creativity practice what I found now, I live in a in a large city, um, and everything's shut down, and it continues to be shut down. So, so, I guess the difference for me before and after is is that there, that I truly am sort of you know staying in, and that's that's allowed me to really focus inward. And I've been doing that. So a lot of that has to do with reading and, and contemplation and self-discovery. So, so for me, this has been actually a really wonderful time because I've gone down some new paths for myself. And I find, my, I find that I'm as creative as I ever have been. And so how that relates to my HSP trait is is actually you know part of what i was doing was overthinking things which mm -hmm. is something that i've always done and i'm discovering that i'm overthinking less mm -hmm. the meditation practices help enormously with that but also just just in that self-discovery and and finding out what my what my inner compass is saying and and honoring that and and staying true to that so for me, I mean, yes, I miss a lot of what's not available right now, especially being here in the city. Uh, but on the other hand, I'm I'm so grateful and so thankful for for having this time to to really um, really go deep. Did I answer the question, sort of, in a roundabout way, Eileen? Yeah, no, I I really I I just appreciate all of what you're you're sharing, you know. <laughs> um, is it, I, I, but I'm aware of this in the work that I do you know I, I am a counselor I do see clients and so I really have been on this kind of front line with people since day one even though I've been telehealth mm. and I, so I've had my process mm -hmm. but I've been holding space for everybody else's process mm. so that's different right that's, I mean, I, I've, I, but I've heard this with, with folks I've worked with, you know, who told me about their creative time and, and I'm a creative person too. And some things have popped up later, later, 
so much in the beginning for me was dealing with my own and everybody's crisis. Mm-hmm. Right. And now, yeah, uh, on this end of it or whatever part of it we're in, I, I, I'm, I'm hearing where, what you've been through. I'm like, oh, yeah, some of that is I've been able to tap into and like revitalize some things. And, and yeah, so thank you. There's something definitely qualitatively different from from March, you know, when it all happened and today, right? I remember in March, we were all like, oh, we have to, you know, have um, a happy hour with our friends over Zoom and, you know, we got to keep this going and all, you know, and all right. of that sort of gone away and there's just, there's a little bit more peace now. I don't know what other word to, to, to describe it as, but just it's, everything's a little bit more peaceful now. At least maybe I'm also reflecting what's going on inside me. Yeah, because I think it depends on where you are as well. Like where I am, um, things are able to open up quite a bit for the summer. So a lot of normal activities resumed. Uh-huh. And uh, I think even for myself, there's been a little bit of a, not quite frantic, but definitely uh, an urgent sense of okay let me maximize getting out seeing people doing the kinds of things that I can do now because I don't know when it's gonna all go away which at the beginning I think was a good strategy because you know kind of made me feel like all right I'm I'm seizing this opportunity I'm making the most out of what's available to me and um, I did actually manage to do quite a few um, engage in a few really nice activities that um I think will will kind of, you know, feed me for a while. Because um, I do notice that happens. I do notice that if I have periods of my life where I'm more out there, then it is a little bit easier to have a period of my life where I'm more in there. Um, but, or like more, more inwardly focused. The only thing that I think I have to watch out for is that um, if I take it too far, it goes into a scarcity mindset, right? Of like, let me do this now before it all goes away. Mm. And that is just, that's just stressful. That Mm. doesn't, um, that's stressful and it erodes a little bit the joy that you would normally get from doing those activities, right? If you, if you just go and say, oh, let me enjoy this, you know, this, this sunny afternoon in the park while I still can. Okay. But if you spend too much energy on the while I still can before it's gone, um, that's, uh, well, I think it comes to comes back a little bit to what Rain was saying about um, being befriending uncertainty, and I guess in this case, uh, loss as well, right? Mm. And um, I think I'm able to acknowledge it, acknowledge the presence of uncertainty and loss, but it's not always a, it's more of a love-hate relationship right now, <laughs> rather, than a, rather than a friendship or even even just kind of mutual tolerance, you know, um, again, it depends on the, on the moment, but, uh, yeah, I find it a little bit tricky. Yeah. For me, it's, um, I've been sort of, um, again, the light is, you know, um, I, I tend to listen to the light and it's basically the message for me has been, you know, self-care. self-care in every which way form possible so therapy and food and 
um, being creative and giving myself um, quiet time and time I need, um, you know, being, you know, pretty selective about who I spend my time with and how long I spend my time there, um, you know, and it's, it's, I've, it's been wonderful, you know, it's, it's, it's been really wonderful. Um, it's, uh, you know, I, I think for the HSP community, um, you know, there are, like you, like you, like, as you are, Eileen, they're, you know, they're helpers and, um, you know, that kind of thing. So it can, you know, it can sometimes feel odd, you know, when you go into self-care and you pay extra special attention to that, it can feel unfamiliar, you know. Um, but it's, 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 you know, it's also doing something different, but it's also very good, good for me, you know. So, yeah, I, I've been, I've been really thankful for that. Very, very thankful for that. It's um, uh, given me, well, I suppose I give myself permission and give myself the time. Um, and that's been, that's the biggest thing, you know, as opposed to um, looking for somebody else to give me permission or anything like that. It's more going you know, no, this is what's best for me. I know what's best for me. This is what I'm going to do, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so that's been absolutely, you know, that's been just absolutely wonderful because, um, you know, especially, you know, when you can tap into your senses and, um, you know, go, yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, I had a busy day today. That was, and that's enough. Now you need your downtime, you know? <laughs> You kind of have to be your own parent and go, yeah, that's enough. <laughs> you know? hmm. And um, yeah. yeah, it's interesting because I think there is an extra twist in this though. And I, I definitely, you know, one of the biggest things in general that HSPs can do to take care of themselves is, you know, as you're, as you're mentioning, right, um, develop like a go-to list or, or a series of practices um, <laughs> that are restorative. Mm -hmm. Right. Things that help you uh, manage your stimulation level and kind of make you feel nourished in the broader sense. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but there is the very real um, difficulty that a lot of things that we would normally go to are just not available right now. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, a lot of social things are not available. A lot of public things are not available. A lot of artistic, creative things, people going to concerts and stuff like that. A lot of like choir practices and things have been canceled. And as the weather becomes, at least where I live, as the weather becomes uh, less and less hospitable to spending time outdoors, that will be, you know, even the connection to nature will, will be limited. Um, not gone, <laughs> definitely not. You can still get out there. You can find other ways to do it. And again, it's, it's not that these things are disappearing. I think it, they just pose new challenges and um, I think I think I'm guessing I'm gonna see how how it goes but I'm guessing that you know a combination of uh, creativity to, to innovate and find new ways to get back to those things that restore you um, or, or other things that can be restorative and then also um, just you know going through a process of grieving 
of everything that you can't can't access now and maybe won't be able to access for a while. Yeah, I think that's a, a, a really important part, Robin, to be in touch with that. I mean, it's, I've seen both in my work and my own experience just when I don't acknowledge the grief part of it, you know, of the, of the losses, then I'm sort of dragging, I'm like dragging through life, right? And what am I dragging? I'm dragging the grief. The grief wants to be acknowledged always. Right? And so to do even, I'm, I'm a big ritual person, you know, to like do a ritual around some of the losses and maybe that ends up being a creative project. Or maybe it ends up being a quiet moment of reflection, right? So those, uh, that's what came up for me when you were talking about it. And, and then I had the thought also of like, as we go into the fall and the winter and where I am too, I mean, you can get out and into it, but it's just not ideal, is to, it makes you resilient to like plan, to be like, okay, Maybe you should get that snowsuit this year you're always thinking of, you know, like <laughs> maybe, maybe you should get a better rain suit or whatever, you know, or like not to deny it, to accept just like rain's coming, you know, to be like, hey, here's the uncertainty, the ambiguity of what's going to occur. And that's going to be and is part of life. So, so what will what will help you? I don't know. It's sort of like what's in your, your backpack, <laughs> mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That you don't know is in your backpack. Even you sometimes. Know. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe, you gotta, maybe you gotta empty that backpack out. You're like, Oh, well, I forgot about that. Oh, that's it was a couple right. seasons ago, you know? Open it up. See what's in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Eileen, I want to thank you for today's conversation. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. I'm curious to know how you feel about it. Uh, were the things that resonated with you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Such a great takeaway. I'm inspired. Thank you. Well, thanks for joining us. Mm -hmm. um, yes, Eileen, thank you so much for coming on and having the courage to ask your question. It was, it was great chatting about it. I really appreciate it. Um, I appreciate the opportunity to do that with you and, and Thomas and Robin. Wonderful. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, everybody. And okay. thank you to our listeners. So please join us for our next episode, where we'll be having another interesting HSP conversation. And to any highly sensitives out there who have a burning HSP-related question, big or small, we invite you to ask it on the HSP World podcast. Just email info at hsp.world. Thank you.